us from all sin. And we have come to know the living God through Jesus. He has become our righteousness. We stand complete in Him. And now we can know the righteous God. What a good news this is. And as we share the gospel of His righteousness, we all together hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we seek His kingdom and His righteousness. So we gather today to study your word together. And we ask that the Holy Spirit would convict us of righteousness. Thank you for this hour that we could be together. Speak to us thy living word, dear Lord. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. As you know, we are studying this matter of righteousness from Paul's letter to the Romans. And today we want to read some verses from Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Paul could share the gospel of love. Paul could share the gospel of truth. But Paul has decided to share on the gospel of righteousness. And so he makes this statement in chapter 1. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Most men who fear God fear the righteous God because His name is the Judge. Because God is perfectly righteous, He judges every thought and every action in all creation. Everything he does is right. And he expects everything to be right. We have shared over a few sessions the revelation of righteousness that we find in the book of Romans. Paul has shared this and he spent a lot of time carefully developing his argument in chapter 1, 2, and 3. And today we come to his gospel message in chapter 3. This is where he has been leading to through all of this message on righteousness. So let's turn to chapter 3, beginning in verse 19, and read some verses. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be closed, and all the world may become accountable to God. Because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Verse 
都伏在神审判之下，所以凡有血气的，没有一个人，没有一个因行律法能在神面前称义，因为律法本是叫人知罪。But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God. Through faith in Jesus Christ, for all those who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 二十一到二十三节，但如今神的义在律法上，在律法以外已经显明出来，有律法和先知为证，就是神的义因信耶稣基督加给一切相信的人，并没有分别，因为世人都犯了罪，亏缺了神的荣耀。Being justified or made righteous is the same word, and being made righteous as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. 如今却蒙神的恩典，因基督耶稣的救赎，就白白的称义。神设立耶稣做挽回祭，是。This was to demonstrate his righteousness, because in the forbearance of God he passed over the sins previously committed. For the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at this present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. 好在今时显明他的意，使人知道。他自己的自己为义，也称信耶稣的人为义。Here we see, as Paul says, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. 那我们现在看到神的公义乃是启示出来，出于信以至于信。The righteous man shall live by faith. 那公义的人因信而活。Paul's whole epistle of Romans has to do with this righteousness of God revealed through Jesus. 那整卷罗马书就是讲到神的公义借着耶稣显明出来。It comes into the believer's life at the beginning by faith. 那在信徒的生命里乃是借着信。But it becomes a way of life, and we live by faith. 那成为一个生命的方法，我们活着乃是因着信。We are saved by faith. And we live by faith. 我们是因信得救，我们活也是因着信而活。And we see the righteousness of God from faith to faith, all the way through life. It's faith. 我看这个公义乃是出于信以至于信，一切都是信。Now Paul has presented his argument that I have shared over a few weeks. 那保罗就提出这一点，就是他他这边已经讲明了，就是我们前几个几周所分享的。Although men are afraid of a righteous God, 虽然说人会怕这个公义的神 ，many people are afraid to go to funerals. 有很多人很怕参加这个呃这个葬礼 ，because when they go to funeral, they can smell a God who judges when we die. 因为他感觉参加葬礼的时候，好像会闻到这个这个神会审判会审判的这个神的这个味道。There is an instinct in every man. That knows righteousness. 里面每个人都有这个感觉，他们知道这个公义。God is righteous. 神是公义。Everything He makes is righteous. 他所做的任何事情都是义。When He created creation, He said, "This is good." 当他造的造当他创造的时候，他说这是好。When He created Adam, He said, "This is very good." 当他造亚当的时候，他说这是非常的好。When he created Eve, Adam says, "Bone of my bone, this is very, very good." 当这个他创造夏娃的时候，亚当说，这是我骨中之骨，这是非常非常好。In the fabric of God's creation, you can see His righteousness. 在神的创造，我们能够看到他的公义。He made no mistakes. 他不会犯错。He made everything right. 他将所有的事情都变成对。And one day. By the grace of God, we will return to a creation that is righteous. 有一日借着他的恩典，我们就回到这个创造
这个创造里是公益的一个创造。Won't that be a wonderful day? 这不是一个很奇妙的一个日吗 ？Imagine in Washington D.C. a righteous government. 我们想说华盛顿 D.C. 是一个正义的这个政府。Imagine your children going to a righteous school with righteous teachers and righteous students. 你想想看，我们的子女们如果他们读的学校是一个公益的学校，这个学生也都是公益的话，有多好 ？Imagine a world of righteous marriages. 那这个在世界里，这个所有的婚姻都是有益，都是公益的。Of righteous work. 那这个工作呢，都是公益的。This is what Jesus will bring. In his kingdom of righteousness, I want to work in that kingdom. You'll get paid the right amount. You'll do the right amount of work. No, no sleeping on the job. It'll be a wonderful kingdom. Our Lord Jesus brings us in. Because he is. Melchizedek. Because he is Melchizedek. Melchizedek in Hebrew means king of righteousness. That Melchizedek's meaning in Hebrew means king of righteousness. And he rules with a righteous scepter. That he is using his righteous scepter. And he loves righteousness. You do something righteous. You are rewarded. That's the right thing to do. This is 正确的事 How wonderful this world will be. 这世界会变成何等的奇妙 But how this world has been corrupted in unrighteousness. 但是这个世界是很败坏，特别是在这个不义的里面 Even though God built into the very fabric of creation His righteousness. 因为这创造里面虽然说是有有这公义 So that anybody who looks at creation can see. The nature and the power of God. When you see this creation, you can see the nature and the power of God. But men are such sinners. 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 It's easy to bribe an unrighteous God. And we turn away from a righteous walk. And we walk in greater darkness and greater sin. This is Romans chapter one. In Romans chapter two, he says that in the fabric. Woven into every man is a sense of righteousness in the heart. In all the people's hearts, there is a sense of righteousness. In Romans 2:15, he says that God has placed the law of righteousness in every heart, Jew and Gentile, makes no difference. This law is placed in people's hearts, indifferent to whether they are Jews or Gentiles. We know when we've done right. We know when we've done wrong. We meet with a group of Christians in Manhattan. We there must be something strange in the water there, for many people are having babies. Now we're watching these babies growing. Now they're one year old. They already know right from wrong. They see over on my by my chair. I have remote controls for my television, my hi-fi. Their mother says, "No, no, don't touch those remote controls." As soon as mama says no, this baby will go and get this remote. It's woven into our hearts. We know, but we can't help it. We know, but we can't help it. We are unrighteous. But there's a law in there. And the law says, if you live righteous, you will be blessed. If you're a student and you study hard, you will be blessed. If you work hard, you will be blessed. It's still true today. And the history of the world can be described by this 
Bible verse. Righteousness lifts up a nation. Pride destroys a nation. It describes the life cycle of the great empires and civilizations of all world. So all men and women know righteousness. That's why they're afraid of a righteous God. Especially when they know they're doing something wrong. They're working but not declaring their taxes. Now what do they always think? They look to see if God's going to hit them. This is mankind. But the Jews were set aside by God for a special testimony. God chose Abraham's family. And in the fullness of time, he made of that family a nation. And he gave them a job. To be stewards of the law of God. This is Romans chapter 2. And the Jews were given the law. To reveal to this sinful world God's righteousness. The Jews were to testify two things. God is a righteous God. But if you come to Him through sacrifice, you can fellowship. If you obey his laws, he will bless you. Oh, the Jews had uh, this mission to be a light to all nations. But what is the deepest revelation we find in the Old Testament? Even God's children, the people of Israel, were sinners. They could not be made righteous by keeping the law. And they fell short of the glory of God. You know, the law is supposed to reveal God. What the world needs to see is God. And the law is to reveal God. But the Jews also are afraid of the righteous God. We don't even wait, want to say his name. Maybe we'll get it wrong. You know, Jews, even today, they don't say the name Jehovah. They're so careful about what they do. But really, they turn their face from God. When God was on Mount Sinai giving them the law, they got the law. But they also saw the righteous God on top of the mountain. And there was lightning and smoke and fire and a voice that boomed like a trumpet. So what did the children say? Moses, Moses, you, you go up and talk to God. He, he, he makes us afraid. Just tell us what he says. We'll do whatever he says. Oh, we're afraid of God. Oh, but we like his laws. Oh, because the laws are so easy to do. And so they remove the revelation of a righteous God and they just hold to the law. And down through the centuries, what happened to the law? There was a change. It went from being the law of God's righteousness. What did it become? The law of human righteousness. If you do these things, you will be good. 
Never mind God, just do these things. On the Sabbath day, you can't do this. Certain days you should fast. You need to wear an operation mask so you don't swallow mosquitoes. You need to keep clean. And this is what the law became to the Jews. Many, many laws to for a man to be righteous. And by Jesus' day, who were the two most righteous peoples among the Jews? The Pharisees and the scribes. The Pharisees and the scribes, number one for righteousness. Righteousness is a full-time job. But you can't work on a regular job. You, you have to study the law all day long. You have to pray at 6 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, 3 p.m. Who has time to work? You have to keep yourself clean. Don't touch a dog. Now that's a Gentile. That's you and me. Don't touch a dog. And you have to keep all these laws. Oh, Pharisees and scribes were so proud of their humility. They were more righteous than anybody else. And yet, their hearts were far from the righteousness of God. How do we know that? Because when Jesus came, Jesus was the righteousness of God revealed. Now when Jesus walked on earth, now do you want to know what a righteous man is? Look at Jesus. He is all right. Completely right. Nothing broken in him. He is always right. Now some people think Jesus made a mistake when he would speak. Sometimes Jesus would speak a parable and somebody said, Oh, that's foolishness. No, no, Jesus was always right. See, he, he's going to be the judge of the world. And he's not like a judge in New York City. He's always right because he always knows what's really going on in your heart. And when Jesus came, he always did right. Now you know, when the little children saw Jesus, it was like you turned on the Jesus magnet. Because all the children ran to him, and hung on to his pants, and he picked them up. Because little children can tell somebody righteous. Now when little children see me, they run away. They say, who is that white hairy monster? But you see, Jesus did everything righteous. I would like to see some of the woodwork Jesus did as a carpenter because he did it right. You know, we recently moved our apartment still in Manhattan. It is like a, a warehouse for IKEA. We have so many IKEA furniture in there. Now those IKEA people, very Swedish, very good. But even some of their furniture is a little shaky. <laughs> Jesus did things right, the right way. 
But the most wonderful thing about Jesus, when he saw something broken, he made it right. He saw a, a, a person broken with the disease he healed. He saw a person with a withered arm, he healed it. He it was a revelation of the righteousness of God. And this is why he was so hated by the Pharisees and scribes. Why? Because religious people have a false righteousness, a self-righteousness. Jesus had godly righteousness. You know, I know many of you have studied the Sermon on the Mount. But we turn back to Matthew chapter 5. And we hear some extraordinary words of Jesus. When he came, he said to those who were listening, in verse 17, Do not think I came to abolish the law of the prophets. I didn't come to abolish, but to fulfill. Also notice in chapter 3, verse 15. Jesus came to be baptized by John. John said, no, 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 you should baptize me. But you see what Jesus said. Let this happen at this time, for this is fitting to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus came as a man and fulfilled all righteousness. I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Okay, now for those of you taking notes, I mentioned five ways that he fulfilled the law and the prophets. Very, very simple. Number one, he obeyed the law completely. He was sinless. He did everything righteous. That's why the Pharisees, scribes, hated him. But now, why did he keep all of the laws, even be baptized, though he wasn't a sinner? Because a righteous man comes to fulfill all righteousness. Now why did he live that sinless life? So he could be self-righteous? So he could say to the Pharisees, Aha! I am more righteous than you are. <laughs> Is that why he lived a sinless life? Why did he lead a sinless life? In order that as a sinless sacrifice, he could die for you and me. He lived sinlessly in order to die as a sacrifice for us. Okay, number two. I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. And the Pharisees said, what did you mean by that? You remember when Jesus said, Ye search the scriptures because you think in them are eternal life. And all the scriptures speak of me. What does it mean to fulfill the law and the prophets? The law and the prophets made many promises of one who would come, who would be righteous. When Moses was about to die, God said, I will raise up another one like unto Moses, but greater. 
断气之前的时候，他对摩西说：“我会兴起一个人，但是他比摩西更大。” When David was about to die, God said, "I will raise up another greater than David to be the Messiah forever on David's throne." 当大卫走了之前，他也对他们说：“我会兴起一个比大卫更大，并且他是那位弥赛亚。” When God got ready to take Elijah up into heaven. He said, "I will raise up another Elijah, a, a, a prophet of prophets, who will be the living word of God." 那当以利亚被神接去之前，他也说会兴起另外一个以利亚，他会成为神活的话语。He was the prophet, the priest, and the king. 他是先知，他是祭司，他也是王。He was predicted in the law and the prophets. 那他是在律法还有在先知书里面都被预言。And he came to fulfill those predictions. 那他就来应许应应验所有的这个所有这些所所先知所预言。And one more prediction that they didn't understand. 那还有个他们所讲的预言，他们没有办法明白是什么呢 ？He was coming to fulfill Isaiah 53. 那他是来应验以赛亚书五十三章。The suffering servant. 那这个受苦的君王。The lamb who would die. 那这个会被击杀的这个羔羊。By his stripes we are healed. 因着他的鞭伤，我们得着医治。Now the Jews did not understand that. But Jesus could certainly say he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So Jesus 能够说他来满足先知和先知和律法上所记载的 Third reason. 第三点 He came to fulfill the law and the prophets. 他来应验这个先知所讲的，还有还有律法书 The Jews had reduced righteousness to outward works and observance. 那这个犹太人已经把这个律法变成外在的行为，还有他们所观看的。But Jesus came and said, "That's not righteousness." 但是耶稣对他们说，这个不是公义。Righteousness must be not only outward action, but heart righteousness. 那这个不只是外在的这些的公义，乃是你心里面的公义。He says, "You heard that it was said, 'Do not commit adultery.'" 那你也听到说，你们不要犯奸淫。That's the outward act. 那只是外在的这个行为。But I say to you, if you commit adultery in your heart, you're unrighteous. 但是我对你说，如果你心里面已经犯了一念的话，那你就已经犯了奸淫。You see, there's many people who do righteous things. They give money to something. They help somebody, and they think they're doing righteous, but their heart is not right with God. It's filthy rags. 有些人认为说你，你你你做了许多事情，你做了什么事情，你好像对神就已经公义了，但是你这一切都是污秽的。You see, righteousness involves heart righteousness as well as action righteousness. 那这个讲到公义呢，是心里面的公义，还有你的你行出来的。And Jesus came and restored that. 那耶稣就恢复了这一切。He says, you know, that you need to watch out what you do in your heart. 他说到你要你要谨慎你所你里面所所想。Speaks about it time and time again. 他就呃就是反复的去讲。And then、uh, the fourth. 那第四点。He recovered a revelation of God, the righteous God, in the law. 他恢复了这个公义的神在律法里面的一个启示。Now on one, two, three, four occasions in the,、uh, Matthew chapter five. 在马太福音有四有四次提到。Jesus made a very interesting contrast. 那这个耶稣就是提到相当有趣的一个对比。When he was talking about the law. Here's what he said. You have heard it was said. But I say to you. Now what is he doing there? To the Jews, the law was hearsay. The rabbi says you're supposed to do this. The rabbi says you're supposed to do that. You have heard it said, do this, do that. But Jesus brought the law back to being the living word of God. He said, "But I say to you, as the word of God, do this, do that." But Jesus, but Jesus came to the earth, and he brought the law back to being the living word of God. He said, "But I say to you, as the word of God, do this, do that." But Jesus, but Jesus came to the earth, and he brought the law back to being the living word of God. Law is the voice of the living God speaking to us. This law, 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 law,
He did this by dying on the cross to make us right with God. Now I want to ask you a question. Let's take right now the most righteous person in the world. Now I don't know who that is. Uh, it's probably a sister. But let's take somebody who who almost basically they don't sin. And they've given almost everything they have away to help other people. And they pray for other people all the time. And they live a very humble life. They're the most righteous person in this world. Whoever they are. Where do they live? What's your vote? Certainly not New York. Where else? Somewhere far away. Maybe alone in the mountains. Very righteous. Oh, they live almost perfect life. Can this most righteous person save anybody's soul? There's only one righteous. Who could die to bring salvation to sinful man? There are religious people striving to be holy and righteous. It, it will not save one soul. But Jesus died on the cross. And you know what the Bible says? He who was righteous was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. Where's that in the Bible? Maybe I made that up. Is it Romans, right, Second Corinthians. What chapter? Second Corinthians. Where does it say you're a new creation in Christ? Chapter 5, right, okay, you're getting close. Uh, let's turn there, because see, now I see you don't know that verse, so here we go. Second Corinthians. See, you must be punished for your unrighteousness. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Now, in your Bible, if you write down notes, you should underline this verse. That's everything to do with righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in this is a tremendous exchange. He became sin for us. And we became righteous. This is the righteous act of our Lord Jesus. Well, now I'm sorry I took you all over the place because now we have to come back to Romans chapter 3. That was the introduction. Now we come back to Romans 3 where we belong. It's okay, I feel I can talk as long as I need to because I know at this point Christian Chen has borrowed over three years of time. Now let's look at these verses, verse 21 of Romans 3. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now Paul is telling them, there is a righteousness that comes from God, but it's not done through the law. You can't be made righteous by keeping the law. 
Because we're all sinners. And we all break the law. And so if there's a way of righteousness, it must be away from the law. But this way of righteousness was predicted in the law and the prophets. Verse 22. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. Now here he's saying that we are justified uh, through faith in Jesus Christ. Now how important is faith in this whole matter? It's very important. Let me show you how many times he mentions faith just in these few verses. In verse 22, through faith in Jesus Christ. 25, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. 26, uh, that he is a justifier at the end of the verse of the one who has faith in Jesus. Uh, verse 27, at the end, no, there's no boasting, because it's not by works, but it is by the law of faith. Verse 28. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Verse 30. Since indeed God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised by faith are one. Verse 31. Do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law of faith. You see how this, how important this is? We are made righteous through faith. Abraham was made righteous through faith. The righteous man lives by faith. Now what is this faith? Is it just believing some doctrines? It starts that way. But it has to be more than that. It's not by believing the doctrines of how I can be saved. We believe by faith in a person, Jesus Christ our Lord. It's faith in a person. Now, we turn to chapter 10 of Romans, verse 9 and 10. We see how clear this is. It isn't a matter of having faith in things, but in having faith in Jesus. Now, many of you have memorized these verses, right? Romans 10, 9 and 10. They should also be underlined in your Bible. But let's read them. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, believe, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. 你若口里承认耶稣为主，心里相信神叫他从死里复活，就必得救。因为人心，人心心里相信就可以成义，口里承认就可以得救。Now you hear the gospel. Jesus died for your sins.那你听了这个福音，耶稣为你的罪而死。Now you listen to that gospel.你听了这个福音，But one day something happens in your heart.但是有一天有一件事情发生在你的心里。And you realize that Jesus died. For your sins. Now it's not just hearsay that you heard from somebody. Not even just something you read in the Bible. But you realize Jesus died for you. How do you know when somebody's really heard that in their heart? 
Because they're convicted. They're, they're humbled. They're humiliated. Because they realize that their sin caused Jesus' death. Now, there's many Christians who know this doctrine. When you see that Jesus died for your sin, then your heart is changed. Before that time, you can be proud. When you see Jesus died for you, there's nothing proud left. We see what we are. <coughs> Sinners, deserving judgment. But then you also hear the gospel. Jesus is no longer dead. He rose from the dead. And he's alive now. And you can talk to him now. And he's your Lord now. Because he sits on the throne. He can protect your life and rule your life. And you believe in a living Jesus. Listen, you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Now you would stay feeling ashamed and humiliated if you just knew Jesus died for your sins. But when you realize that he rose again, then suddenly hope fills your heart. And your your heart believes in Jesus. Then the only thing left now your mouth must say, Jesus is my Lord. That's why we ask people who are going to be baptized. You need to confess with your mouth. Many people don't like to say anything. They like to be secret disciples. But saying Jesus is Lord with your mouth is very important to getting what you believe in your heart out. And when you do that, amazing salvation comes. How do you describe this salvation? Now Paul uses three picture words in these few verses. To try to give us a picture of what happened the moment we believed in Jesus Christ. Go back to Romans 3. You'll see the first picture word in verse 24 being justified as a gift by His grace. There's the first picture. Justified. Made righteous. Freely. By grace. Now in Greek, this is a courtroom word. Do you know the English word acquittal? It's when you go to a courtroom and the judge says, you're, you're acquitted, you are free from all charges, you're not guilty. Now this same word justified is the word used in the legal courts of, of Greece. And so Paul is trying to give us a picture. Now who's the judge? God, God is the judge. And who's the defendant? You and I. And who accuses us? The devil. He says, oh, that person sinned on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and by Saturday night double sin. Now you know the devil accuses us all the time, 24-7. Unfortunately, the devil has a witness. Who's the devil's witness? The law. The devil says, right? And the law says, yes, that's right. Now we have no excuse. The devil accuses us. And God's law agrees. We're condemned. We're cooked. There's no way out. 
就没有办法了。Except if there was somebody, well, they'd have to be sinless. 但是好像有一个人是没有罪的。Uh, they'd have to be willing to take our place. 那他们能够取代我们。And to pay our penalty in death. 那为我们付上我们的代价。And that's what Jesus did. 这就是耶稣所做的。Freely, he stepped forward. 白白的他就踏出这一步。And said, "I'll pay for that man." 他说我要为这个人付他的代价。And the judge put down the stamp and says, "Not guilty. You can go free." 那这个审判官他就把这个印章盖上去说。By faith we believe we're not guilty because Jesus paid the price. 因着相因着信，我们就知道我们无罪了，因为我们知道耶稣已经为我们付上了。We don't owe anything. 我们不欠任何的债。It's under the blood. 这已经完全在这个。We're forgiven. 我们已经得到赦免。Stop feeling guilty. 你不要感觉一直有罪。You believe. 你相信。You heard the judge say, "Not guilty." 你听到这个审判官说你没有罪了。And in case you don't believe, take the piece of paper out of your pocket where it says "Not guilty." 如果你不相信的话，你就看你口袋里面的这个纸说无罪。You got to keep reading the Bible. 你就去读圣经。Because the devil, he gets on your shoulder. He says, "You're guilty. You're guilty. You're guilty." Oh, oh, oh. 因为这个仇敌就在你耳耳边在讲说，啊，你是有罪，有罪，有罪的。You know by the word you're not guilty. 但是你知道我们读神的话语，你知道你是有罪。Now the second picture is verse twenty-four. 在二十四节。Through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. 那这个因借着耶稣的救赎。Now this is a Word that's used by the Greeks in the slave market. 那这个是啊、uh, redemption. 这个是犹太人在这个卖卖奴隶的市这个市场里面他们所用的词。Now there you are, a slave. 那现在你是一个奴隶。You're bound in chains. 你是被这个捆绑在这个锁链里面。Sin, 罪 self, 己 the world, 世界 the devil, 这个仇敌 You're owned. 你被人家 You're in chains. You can't be free. And then God comes and says, "She's mine. I'm buying him back." Now, the slave owner has to give the slave back. Did you know you were created by God and you belong to God? Now through Jesus Christ, He says, "I paid the price." Now that child is mine. Take those chains off. This child belongs to me. I'll protect. I'll provide. I'll be their owner. Now we have a new owner. I think some of you were hoping you could just go free. No, no, it's not what happens. Either you're a slave to sin or you're a slave to righteousness in God. But I think one master is better than the other. So we're owned by God. You know, do we sing that song? I'm not my own. I belong to Jesus. I'm all his. He is mine. 我是他的，他也属于我。啊？ Did you sing that song? 你们唱这首诗歌吗？ I must be in the wrong place. Maybe I should. 大概还错机会的地方。The third picture is in verse twenty-five. 第三幅图画是在二十五节。Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. 神设立耶稣做挽回祭，是凭着呃这个耶稣的血。I don't know what word they use in Mandarin. But there's nobody in this room who knows what propitiation means. But the actual Greek word is helasterion, which means mercy seat. Now this is what it says in easy language. Whom God demonstrated as a mercy seat covered with blood. 那神所设立的乃是这个施恩座，这个施恩座是充满着这被血所遮盖。Now, every Jew knows what this means. 那所有的犹太人都知道什么意思。This is the day of atonement when the high priest goes in and sprinkles blood on the on the mercy seat. 这是赎罪日，他们去那边那个大祭司要在那边洒血，在施恩座上。And what happens when the priest comes out? 那这个当祭司出来的时候会发生什么事情呢 ？Everybody says we're back. We've atoned with God. We are one with Him. 他们说回来了，我们就。Now what did Jesus' death on the cross do? 
这个圣人座是充满着血。哦,我的wonderful now I know you have this verse underlined in your Bible. But God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now let me say what all of this means. Jesus fulfilled all righteousness when he died on Calvary. How do you fill all righteousness? Your, your heart has to be right. Your actions have to be right. But still, that's not the righteousness of God. To see righteousness fulfilled. What does this gospel tell us? Jesus filled the righteousness of God with love. Listen to this word. Righteousness has been filled with love. God not only did something right for us, He made us right with love. It's by love that we've been saved. You know, I, I know you don't understand. I see in your eyes. How can a righteous God uh, love. Uh, it's like two different people. So the final scripture we turn to is Psalm 85. So we can learn how he has filled righteousness with God's love. Now the middle verse in the English Bible, in the Bible, do you know where it is? Start with Genesis 1, someday when you have some free time. And count every verse. Genesis 1, 1, 1, 2, and then, and then. And then go to Revelation and count all the way back. And when you get right to the middle, do you know what verse you have? Alright, so I know we don't have time to count. So I'll, I'll tell you. It's Psalm 85, verse 10. Now let's look at that verse. Love and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Now, I just want to focus on the on the last doublet. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Can you imagine? Uh, kissing anything righteous? God is totally righteous. He does everything right. He expects everything right. But the psalmist tells us a mystery. Now here's the peace of man, our peace. Oh, how we could live in peace. But whenever righteousness comes around, we don't live in peace. We realize what sinners we are. We feel so convicted. How can righteousness and peace coexist in the same environment? This is impossible for man. Some of you may have 
A righteous father. Now you know what it's like to go to him. He's never satisfied. You can never please him enough. You always feel so inadequate. So what do you do? You usually go to your mama. Because you can talk to her. But your father. He's afraid. He's righteous. He's always right. Though he's wrong a lot. This is our problem as humans. Now coming to the righteous God. You and I want to come. But how can we live at peace before a righteous God? There's only one way. It was when Jesus gave the kiss of Calvary. When Jesus died on Calvary, the righteousness of God and the peace of man came together. And now righteousness and peace dwell together. And so this is the way we see the love of Jesus. When Jesus went to Calvary, in one sense we could say the last thing he did, Jesus reached to heaven and kissed his Father, and then reached to earth and kissed us as men. And then he died. And the kiss of Jesus has brought us together. How great is Jesus' love. No one can kiss the righteous God and sinful man but this man Jesus. How much he loves you and I. How could he kiss us? But by his act he kissed his God and kissed us as men. And so what does it say at the beginning of Romans chapter 5? Therefore, having been made righteous by faith, we have peace with God. Isn't that wonderful? We have peace. When God shows up, we don't have to be afraid. Because the relationship has been made one through the kiss of Jesus' love on Calvary. So you see, Paul wants to share about the righteous God. And what does he want to reveal to us? The righteous God is a God filled with love. And he showed it when he sent his son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish. But we'll have everlasting life. Oh, how we can be thankful for that day. Righteousness and peace kissed each other. And we live in this relationship today. Let's just thank our Lord, have a few prayers. Lord, that we have been made righteous, Lord, because of our Lord Jesus, your your Son becoming a man, the Son who will not only kiss the Father, but also will kiss us, Lord, that uh, now that we do not have to fear, Lord, now we can have such boldness because of such love, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have brought us to know you, not in the righteousness of law not in the requirements of what we must do, but, Lord, that you have done everything. Lord, you only want us to believe and to trust, Lord, to receive, Lord, yourself. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it is a relationship, the relationship that we can be even be so bold, Lord, that we can draw near to God, 
It is the mercy seat covered with the blood of Jesus. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we will not Lord, go for anything less, anything else. But Lord, just, Lord, really appreciate and really live this kind of life. Lord, to be filled, Lord, with your righteousness. Lord, to live that kind of life to please you, to, to have the communion. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for opening such a living way. Lord, it is nothing else, Lord, but you. Lord, we want to humble ourselves. Lord, we can only receive. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We worship you in your precious name. provision, all your your heart desire, Lord, is that we become like you, to be holy like you, Lord, to be right like you. And through Christ Jesus, we may accomplish that, Lord, one day or another. So we come to you and just ask you to draw us nigh to you, to bring us closer to you day by day, that we may also, Lord, be able to, uh, by faith, grow, by faith wait on you, by faith know you more, uh, obeying your word, Lord, knowing more of you, or eternal life. We come and say thank you, Lord. Thank you very much for all you have done for us. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. righteousness of God and peace of men have kissed each other in our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we are once again reminded that we are justified just by grace. It is so free to us, and yet you paid high price on the Calvary cross. Lord, it is by God's doing that we are in Christ Jesus, and he has become our righteousness. Lord, so we just want to thank you and praise, and to thank you and praise you for all the provision that you have done for us. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray.